Welcome back to Lonely Arts Club. It's been a couple of weeks since we last chatted. Uh, we, 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 we're at Novo HQ. Got myself, Josh, Ali, and V's. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Right. Didn't know. I, I phased out you look, for a you, sec. You look, you, look, you look shocked that I even asked you a question. Though. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> Ali, how's the album coming? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we get? We talked about this before. It's the same place. It's it can't great. be the same. It's been two weeks, no, so we, we, we had a week off because uh, all of our schedules just went to shite. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those, you know it's one of those things. I think um, it's, it's going to happen at some point where we're all very busy for for, for numerous things. I uh, said what day of production I was on. I think on the last podcast. And now I'm on day 12, and I think last time I was on, like, day 10, so... Oh, okay, so it's... I think your, your chronology is all fucked up. Well, I just don't work on it every day, and when I do, I just put down next day. You've only worked... You know? so, in, so in two weeks, you've had two, two days, days of work. work. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> you've just been eating biscuits in between. Yeah. Like, there's literally, like, you go, you, you black out, and the then you wake fine. up, there's, the like... album's fine. It's going good. I feel like the attitude towards my album has changed a lot since the last podcast. You were, you were, <laughs> you were so fucking hyped. Yeah, you were, you, were, you were stoked for it. You were, you were like, mate, it's, I'm, I'm feeling good. So where are you at now? I'm still stoked. It's, 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 I, I literally don't have a lot to say about it, to be honest. It's, mm. it's not much has changed. And I remember I said the fear was coming. Oh, are you there? Maybe it's arrived. No, nah. it's arrived. Nah, knocking on your door. The anxiety we talked of last time um, about like having to make stuff as good or better than your previous work. I or, guess it yeah. is coming mm-hmm. through a little bit. Yeah. But I'm still enjoying it. It's still fun. You feel the I've just, I've just done like a lot of personal <laughs> things the last two weeks. You're poking him like how's that anxiety coming? It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. I, I had my first workplace accident. I was going to um, ask you about this because you all, all I got was a message. To preface it. Walk me through. Okay, so, like, I I, I draw a thing in mechanical pencil and, like, even when you draw it, because I'm fucking lazy, I don't want to sharpen pencils all the fucking time. And sometimes even a mechanical pencil gets dull and, like, in order to remedy that, you just snap off the end and then you can carry on drawing. But the miscellaneous chunk of pencil ended up on the floor and then I was having a shit morning where I've got two cats and if you don't have cats, you might not know that cats eat grass. They don't do it because it's great. They do it so that they can clear out the digestive system and throw it up. I do that So my cat... Taku ran out into my garden as he always does, eats a bunch of grass and then runs back inside and proceeds to throw it up all over the carpeted floor. And I was looking at it in dismay and then stepped around it and ended up with uh, about a quarter inch of mechanical pencil lead like right inside my foot. Thankfully, my mum is a chiropodist and it just so happened that she was coming through town that day and so she uh, had to scalpel it out. My mum's a chill woman for the... Well, she isn't now. Um, but like, <laughs> that's a... F- Fucking thread not to unravel. Um, Doomsday cult, 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 cult. <laughs> Doomsday cult, cult, cult. Uh, But she's like, yeah, no, I carry a scalp with me everywhere I go, just in my makeup kit. And what? Just fucking don't tell the police that, man. So she actually like works on people's feet. Like, yeah, she's like, like you don't know. You don't know. Shit. You know. You might want to. You might need to yeah. shrop somebody wherever yeah. in the street. Like, yeah. you know, what's like, the other word for a shropodist? In case people don't know what that is. Doctor. <laughs> Podiatrist. Hmm. I've I've had I've had I've I've had a oh yeah Josh how's your how's ah, thank you very much for asking because <laughs> our weeks have been amazing clearly. brilliant um, I've I've had a um, quite a fun couple of weeks uh, a lot of um, a bit of everything really bit of shooting bit of writing and stuff but I did a uh, like a panel talk uh, for the Royal Television Society in uh, Tramshed in Cardiff and it was like a packed packed out event uh, and I was asked about my. About my journey, about my career, 
I had to give advice. Um, but before that, I was um, I had an appointment with the dermatologist. Big news, I'm getting light therapy. I'm getting light therapy, which I think is just a big old fucking sunbed. Um, (laughs) I'm going to get a tan. I'm going to get a tan. Ultra ultra violet light. Yeah, it's like like a weird sort of... Yeah, that's literally a fucking sunbed. That's bad for you. Light therapy. Well, it was... um, You look like Donald fucking Trump. The the doctor was like, so we're going to try light therapy. Side effect is cancer. But, you know, there's, uh, you know, you, you, we're going to get you great skin. It's going to be the best skin. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but my, 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 my dermatologist doctor, she, um, she came in. I was, I was quite intimidated by how, how good looking she was. Yeah. And, of course, then she asked me to take off my clothes. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm a little bit, you know, it's fine. And then in my head, I'm like... You've worn your uh, your dirty little pair of underwear today, haven't you? You've worn like, a, like you know, like you know, you, you, you sometimes have a pair of underwear that you save oh, yeah. until like it's the last drink yeah. of your, you of your the drawer. Washing and I was just like, that one you pair of I'm there in like my little uh, Christmas pants. I don't know, it's not even Christmas yet. <laughs> she, she's she's going to see my little Christmas pants, um, and you know, uh, you know, coyly just like take them off and I stand there. And I'm like, I just like suck my stomach in. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, like 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 a 60s James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Connery is like, how's it look? Just tensing. It's like, you can, she's like, please relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, good news. I'm, 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 I'm getting some, I'm getting some light therapy, and hopefully by the like early next year, my my skin will be a lot better. Because um, obviously with work and stuff, like stress and all that affects my skin. So this is like quite a big, mm-hmm. quite a big thing for me, which is quite cool. We're lucky enough to have uh, yeah, our, yeah. Good, our good friend Sai here. Um, do, would you, do you want me to sort of give a bit of context as to who you are, or, do, or would you like to do the bit of like, hey, I, d- I do this and I do that? Hi, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Thanks for calling in, Sai. Um, hi. Where are you? Um, where are you from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, where are thanks, you f- thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you turn off the radio in the background? <laughs> turn off. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah. You're, you're one wonderful drummer for Junior. Well, yeah, so actually, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what your intro for me actually was going to be, to be fair, because I can obviously. I know uh, me. I want to hear you butter me. I want to hear what you. You want, you want to know how I would introduce you? Yeah. Um, so, I'd say you're a close friend, entrepreneur, and um, musician creative. Uh, the, you've been in various circles. Um, you're involved in in Ali's band. You've got your own band, but also you're um, you're 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 a key figure in in sort of like the local sort of um, startup scene, and you always have been. Uh, I've known you for for a few years because we met when I first came to Cardiff, uh, and then since then we've always sort of like uh, sort of uh, you know be always sort of been around our, our sort of circles and stuff, and it's and it's uh, been amazing watching you sort of grow with your with all your um, projects and stuff. So it's good to have you here and talking about them. Oh, that was so wholesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> so you're in you're you you drum as part of Novo More. Mm, yeah. How long have you been doing that? Um, I think since 2013, 14. For, I don't know when did we went to Norway that one time. That's the first time. So what, yeah. What's your kind of band life been? Like you obviously junior now, but how did it start? Was it set aside? Was it the first band? So I'm I'm from Bath, darling. From Bath. I'm from the part of Bath that says Bath. Um, and I came to Cardiff for uni 
<laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I remember because I played in, like, swing bands and stuff when I was in school. And, wait, um, wait, 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 hold that fucking point. <laughs> swing band. So you'd Is go, it? you were in school and you'd go and you'd all put your keys in a bowl. And then <laughs> um, oh, you mix up the bowl. I've got this bass player. I'm a player this. now. <laughs> Well, it was like a school swing band, you know, but like I met some amazing, amazing musicians through that who've like... Yeah, but yeah. what is a swing band? Well, yeah, like... Like, jazz, like, like Motown kind of... Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Miles Davis Johnson. and... Um, okay. Other, other ones. The greats pull up Google now. Uh, <laughs> John Coltrane, you know? Wanna so ride you were like, train. what, 15 years old playing Coltrane? Yeah, so yeah, and I used to, I used to sit and play... Um, Drums in this swing band. Well, you did say you're from Bath, so yeah, yeah. Mm. that's like. Well, we were playing like <laughs> fucking screamo and shit in. Oh, Brighton. I was doing that as well. So yeah, I used to. Oh, you, be... had to you had you had multiple sides to your to your you like so you, your young sort um, of musical daytime side, nighttime side. <laughs> In school, he's like sort of there, like little, like sort of smiley, and the all the parents are like, oh, he's a lovely boy. And then playing, the, his, the playing his little school bell, and then he just like opens backpack, eyeliner on, just ripped t-shirt, dead, dead, Kind of, yeah. That sounds accurate, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was playing in a, in a bunch of like bands when I was so to kind of yeah jump a few steps around the story. Like I, um, I was always a bit of a a weirdo and a loser in school. Um, but I ended up from, from like playing music, I ended up meeting some of the cooler kids <laughs> and making friends with some of the cooler kids. So I was playing in a band with a couple of boys. They went on to become a, a band called Decade. Nice. Um, who did really well for themselves. And I was like, yeah, cool. I made a great choice by coming to uni while they were like touring mm. with all these bands we grew up listening to. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was a great choice. What did you do at uni? I did music technology, so oh, I did okay. the same course as Ali. So this is this Were is what's just. I've never known you to produce anything. No, this that's the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> I went to uni and I was like, I, I went in going, I really want to record bands, and I left going, I never want to record <laughs> bands ever again. Um, I just want to hit stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> were, you, were you in the same uh, same course, but different years or same, same year? year? Yeah. Same same class for a lot of things. So I remember oh. seeing Ali in like the lecture halls and always thinking, oh, that guy always comes in on his own. What a loser. <laughs> 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 no, I, I genuinely, I remember seeing Ali and being like, oh, that guy's like, always on his own. Like he never comes in with anyone. Like maybe I'll go and talk to him one day after class and just see like, you know, what's up. But he would always leave like <laughs> so Jeffrey Dahmer in the corner. <laughs> Stop talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time it's come up. But he would, um, he would always get up and leave like just before, like straight away at the end of the lecture before I'd have a oh, yeah, to and talk to you. Yeah. And you'd, and you'd always kind of turn up a little bit late because you were a badass and you play by nobody's rules but your own. And like, <laughs> I respect Do that. Do you have a skateboard and like, you know, you just sort of like, you're flipping off the teachers you come in. Yeah, I'd skate into the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lacey, where have you been? Uh, you know, just like him fucking your... At your mum's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was very much back at the room quiet so i was at the front of the room answering all the questions <laughs> were you that guy oh, uh, hands straight up yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh i loved God. it oh, mate i loved it i bet you got all blaze and your gcses yeah i did i did 
<laughs> no, there was, there was two I didn't get A's oh, in. Oh, no. no. I got Which A stars they? instead. Oh, but, um, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> um, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, so, uh, yeah, to kind of, again, jump another couple of steps ahead, like, I think that's what's ruined my life, really. What, <laughs> being a slave what uni to the, the educational system? Yeah, education in general. Because, like, I think that I've always been really good at... So, so here's the thing. So Ali and I did exactly the same course. Mm. I technically came out with a better qualification yeah. than Ali. Yeah. Just so that this is on record. I so, am technically better technically than better. Ali. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, like... Yeah, I've always been really good at, like, writing about stuff. Do you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. And kind of talking around it. So while I couldn't actually do an awful lot of the stuff very well, so, like, Ali's infinitely better at recording and mixing and producing. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's infinitely better at that stuff than I am. Um, but I'm maybe you can better write a at mean essay. Yeah, I can write. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm 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 good at playing the educational system. Yeah. rather than I am. At so this is being, <laughs> this is a really being. interesting point because I had a fucking awful uni experience. I fucking hated university, and that's a whole thing. Um, and I just felt like so much time went up when I, if I failed at something that there was a stigma behind it. And I was like, look, this doesn't fucking matter. Mm. It just matters that I'm learning how to do something well. So I got a 2-2 and I barely passed. But for my final film, for my project, I, I was working with a client. I made them a music video for, for this, this label. And I had to just like, fuck it, hand that in as my final project. Like, I was working with clients and people throughout uni and immediately went and started freelancing was fine mm, well, yeah, but I, the actual uni experience itself i'm like why do you want me to write all these fucking papers i just want to be an artist i want to like now to illustrate now to animate and that's why i'm fucking here yeah. why are you making me write mm. like i don't know it's just it's, 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 it didn't really give you the opportunity to hone in on the thing you wanted to do really it was so mm. broad you had to we pass yeah, so many generally. different subjects yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, I, I didn't go to my graduation because I was in London playing. We, we've mentioned that before, haven't we? Yeah, Virgin Richard Branson event. things. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go to my graduation. I was busy making the first Nova More singles. So badass. James bedroom. James Blake went Goldsmiths. He was the producer there, and he just never showed up to his lessons. And then for his final project, he handed in his first EP. So what we're saying is. Well, this well, uni is what you make of it because you get you get to you get to network and there's that whole side of it where you will you will even if you have a shit experience you'll meet people. Well, this this I mean it's, 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 I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for that shit, and then I wouldn't exactly. know you. I wouldn't know you either. I'd yeah, know no um, one. I'd just be in my room, fucking. But it, but it is, into a it's, it's it's a conversation that I've that I've been sort of having with quite a few people, which uh, in in my terms is like film school or no film school. Uh, I, I know people who have gone to film school and done very well, but I also know people who didn't go to film school and probably done even, you know, done evenly as well, but like just, just by going out, like people who are going out at the age of 16, be like, fuck it, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw myself at the, at the thing that I sort of know I'm interested in. And then they sort of, they work their way up, uh, you know, whereas, whereas with film school you, you or, or university, you're there for like three to five, however many years you're there. But you're you're away from the thing that you're trying to get into. But you are learning about it. You are you are, like you said, networking. You're making contacts. You're you're honing in on your skill, um, and it gives you time. Time yeah. is is one of the biggest things. Like I, the, the time that I had at university, um, I I feel like I, I didn't. I don't feel like I wasted it because I feel like I, I I by the end in my third, second, and third year, I thought I did 
I used it well, but first year is just a fucking. It's a year of your life that's just you know partying is wasted on on. I didn't. Freshers. I didn't. I literally would never went out. Yeah. Yeah. I I worked so hard in oh, first I, okay. year. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I, I worked so hard. Yeah, and I did yeah. really well in first year. Oh, I did really well in every year. <laughs> um, I worked really hard in first year, and then literally at the end of it, they were like, "Yeah, so that year didn't count." And I was like, oh, <laughs> I would have loved it if that was like the oh, opening line, God. and I would have been yeah. like, oh, "Okay." But I think even then, though, I think it's in my nature to want to be like acad- academic but this is it and, and it's, mm. it's, it's the whole jumping through hoops thing do you like do you feel coming out of university with a degree has helped you towards the thing that you've wanted or trying to achieve how's your degree helping you play drums um well well so interestingly actually like originally i actually had my heart set on going to um uh, what was it called? I think it was called Drum Tech. Drum Tech. I wanted to go there. Yeah, it was, you get a qualification in playing drums, right? Yeah. That was the, is that in Brighton? Which seems ridiculous. Uh, it was in London no, somewhere. Oh, okay. Bim is Brighton. Yeah, okay. it was in London somewhere. And I remember getting my dad to drive me like miles to London mm. to go see this place. And as soon as we got out of the car, I was like, I don't like it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Whereas kind of, I had the opposite experience, actually. I got to the place. I got out of the car and I was like, oh, this class. Like, mm. Just had a really nice time there. Um but yeah, so it's interesting. I went going thinking I wanted to record bands. I actually left thinking that I wanted to get into doing um, like sound for video games and going and oh, doing cool. like uh, recording sound effects, like and Foley stuff, eight and... bit sound. Well, yeah, Foley stuff. But I was I've I've always kind of liked the idea as well of how musical cues happen in games. Like mm. you know, we were playing um, Metal Gear Solid through recently. Yeah, and like you know how like in that like you alert a guard and then the music changes and then mm. that kind of has an impact on your like mood and experience yeah, 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 yeah. You, you suddenly you start to panic because it's going mm. dun, 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 <laughs> and you're like ah so like I've always found that quite a cool thing and I remember reading somewhere as well a while back that you know graphics in games is kind of plateauing in terms of there's only so much that they can really do yeah, so they were thinking yeah, it's going to become whole, more about whole fucking thing yeah more about it's kind more of immersive, immersive yeah. sound mm. and, and that sort of side of things so, so okay, so 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 you did your uni degree. Yeah, sorry. Let's talk about me. Let's talk, no, no, no. So <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just it's it's an interest it's an interesting um, story, really. So because 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 you are heavily involved, and from as long as I've known you, you have been heavily involved in lots of musical sort of escapades, and you got you got two. So you, so you got junior. So. Um, the great thing with Junior is how, like, carny we are with everything in that we try and do everything on such a shoestring budget. Mm. It's like, yeah. Well, this is because you guys don't have a label and it's like you've, you're you pretty much doing this all off your own back to yeah. an extent. You have a distribution deal. Yeah. Um, but you guys have to pay for everything. So it's funding yeah. Yeah, which actually, so in itself is a really cool thing. So yeah. again, like... There's like pros and cons to that. And yeah, and, and... I think it's a great thing. Like, I So I've, I've known a few people who have got like record deals, which uh, coming up, you know, playing in bands as a kid and everything, you kind of see that as like the golden dream, don't you? That's the kind of the... Yeah, end yeah, of yeah, course it is. Signed yeah. And golden yeah. dream. But, but it's kind of the meaning of getting signed has kind of changed now hasn't it it's i remember not- yeah i played in a band i was in when i was 14 and it was with like two much older dudes <laughs> and my mate <laughs> one of the older dudes was my mate's dad and he was in the band so he was going, that's my son <laughs> we got to skip school to go to cardiff to film a music video for an itv show 
and the TV show was called Unsigned. And in the back of the video, there's these massive, you know, like five foot letters. It just says Unsigned. (laughs) (laughs) And we we play in front of this unsigned sign for the show called Unsigned. And it's like, please sign us. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's the the same feeling when the Tesco attendant comes over and presses the button that says they are clearly over 25. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that still available on the internet? I can show you guys after. That's amazing. I I think I've seen it. You might have. I've de- I definitely yeah is is brilliant. So, so yeah, but so anyway. you did everything on a shoestring budget. Where were you recording? And well, so yeah. the the first junior EP was just recorded like in Matt's house, yeah. um, and that was just Matt and Mark. So they didn't actually have a drummer at that point, which is the other wild thing, isn't it? That you can start a band now without uh, a full band of members. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Just, you'd be like, oh, just so were they using like MIDI drums, drums and shit. Yeah, so oh, the first EP God. is just MIDI drums. Which EP? It that? works in hip hop, um, but rock bands leave it alone. It, yeah, it, it's kind of like. Songwriting wise, honestly, songwriting wise, some of those songs on that record I still absolutely adore. Yeah. I really, really love, mm. and I, I would love to go back and properly record them as well. Um, yeah, so that was on an EP called "This Town Sucked Anyways," which so I was playing in my old band set aside at the time, and um, yeah, Mark sent me over these demos, and like set aside was kind of winding down because everyone was getting busy with everything else that was going on in you know life happening, um, and Mark sends me these demos, and he was like, "Oh, we need a drummer, bro," and I was like. Okay. And and I genuinely, I really loved it. Like I got a very cool, like early brand new vibe off that EP. So that was really sick. Mm. Um, yeah, they did that. And then we did like um, a single up in Steel City Studios in Sheffield. Um, recorded a single there. And then we recorded the EP Juniorland there. Which was really Love cool. the artwork for that. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Matt, so, so Matt, the lead so, singer, actually does the artwork for your... Yeah, man. Really. He's such a talented dude. Like, you know how... Oh, there's so many people I know who are, like, just upsettingly talented. Like, they're really, <laughs> really good at one thing, and then they're really good at other things as well. And you think, oh, come on. Like, you've got one thing. You know what I mean? You're, you're good at playing guitar and <laughs> Choose singing, one so, like, thing. You can't be good at drawing as well. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so, but that, that's really cool. And, yeah, so he did all the artwork for that. Um, we recorded that there. Then we did... Yeah, a couple more singles and stuff again up in Steel City, um, which was it was cool and it was a really nice experience getting to go up to Sheffield and it it feels special being like yeah here we are we're going up to Sheffield oh the studio yeah and um, love that shit yeah which which in itself kind of brings out a nice side of it as well because it, it brings out a nice vibe of like it feels like you're doing something special do you know what I mean rather yeah. than just recording it at home you go in all right Ali rather than just recording it at, like at home <laughs> falling asleep but you know what I mean if, if you kind of feel like right I've, I've got to be on it and I've got you know that they, that, that's a good point yeah I've got like a day to You're record all the drums reason. yeah so mm. like I've got to be good and I've got to get good and, and nail it yeah um so I think that's a really cool thing but then at the same time it means you don't have the luxury that you do at home of going Ah, I want to change my mind and I'm gonna record start again from the beginning. Or yeah. but, that, but that kind of yeah. pressure is good, I think, because because then it sort of I don't know it forces you to make the creative decisions sort of there and then. Yeah, and it gets it out. You, it actually gets done. Whereas I think if you give yourself too much time, uh, you, have, you have the luxury of, of like you said of, of tinkering. I, I've been tinkering on some of my music for fucking <laughs> almost a year now. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like just fucking finish it. There, well, there, there are pros and cons to both methods. Yeah, really. and, yeah. and I think I think as well actually, as much as it's like you know that first EP is just MIDI drums, like that's still a really like that's a, it's a it's a, like a capsule in time. I know it yeah. sounds a bit like 
deep for a pop punky EP, but like, but do you know what I mean? It's, it's still like that Some was sort that of time capsule and, in time, well, yeah. sort of time capsule, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get what you mean because there's um, like uh, I, I'll sort of make a reference to like like my. Uh, like the old bedroom life stuff, or or, or my first yeah. feature film, The Better Man. Looking back on it, I'm just like, oh, my, oh. You, you know, it wasn't using the best camera. Uh, I, I didn't quite know how to light stuff. Uh, but but it should be celebrated that it was it was it was made, and it was almost like a, like you said, it's a nice snapshot of you at that time. Yeah. Yeah. that was the thing that you had. That was the story you wanted to tell, and, and Look it's at quite how nice. Shit I was. It's it's quite it's quite nice seeing the limitations and be like oh dude back then yeah it was the midi drums and now look at us now it shows the progression it shows yeah. the sort of the journey and I think that's a really yeah. I think it's uh, quite a cool and thing and I to, think that's really and that, that's the other nice thing I like listening back to Junior's discography on Spotify like you can genuinely you can hear it and like you can hear the evolution of the sound but then you can also hear the evolution of like us as musicians and like you know there's a lot of stuff there's things that I would go back and change on the Junior Land EP that we kind of well, kind of rushed through, to be honest. Yeah, we kind of mm. smashed it. And that it was like, like in the, the daily studio environment where you, you had to do a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, so with the album we've just done, Beautiful Life, <clears throat> we did it, we recorded with our friend Tim Vincent in Cardiff, um, which was great because it meant that we were able to go down and do um, everything in his studio. And then if we were like, ah, oh, we want to actually add something else, we can just go down and have another day with Tim there yeah, rather nice. than having to trek up to Sheffield to do it. Um and oh, Tim's the man. He's really cool, and like he loves <laughs> that name as well. Yeah, Tim Vincent. So Tim, Timothy Vincent rolls yeah. off the tongue. He loves his metal as well, which is sick. So like, <laughs> yeah, when Matt was like, "I want to do a song with a seven string on it," he was like, <laughs> so it was just, "Yeah, it was cool." Yeah, um, yeah. So it was really, really good fun. And then what was what was really cool? Well, yeah. So what was interesting about the way we recorded the album is that we did it like a bit of a weird way round. So rather than in general, you'd start with drums right. and then record guitars and then yeah. whatever, you know, kind of add everything on as you go along. Because of, like, how busy we all are as people. So, like, I've got heads and I think I was maybe touring with Novo at right. the time as well. And um, You've also got... You've also got... So, Mark, your bassist uh, and, and singer... Is also now a professional wrestler. Oh, he's been a professional WWE. wrestler for WWE. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So but also, yeah, I can imagine that. Now, I can yeah. imagine that impacting on you know, like, oh, should we go record a thing? Oh no, sorry, I'm being choke slammed through a fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, yeah so legit, and and it's it's stuff like he's getting flown out to New York for tapings and stuff. Yeah. So, um, or he's you know off in like the training camps and stuff. So there's. Uh, to actually get a period of time, how long would you usually, if you were a band booking in for an album, you'd, what you'd book like a I week, really couple know. of weeks in know. a studio? A couple of weeks. I feel like I should know. I just yeah. don't. Yeah, but like, you, you, do you know what I mean? To, the, to actually get yeah. all three of us in a room yeah. <laughs> for, for more than a couple of days, it, it took a long time to make this record, man. So, which so, is cool. so you, are you saying you sort of had to stagger? So, like, one of you went in, you did the guitar, like, on your like let's say matt was doing guitar would he do a session on guitar like on his own because like if yeah. you and mark weren't there he'd just go in and lay that down yeah and was there guitar done before drums yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. so, right. so really? we, we did it the weird Jeez. way around where so they recorded all guitars and bass in tim's studio in cardiff to i think it was to midi drums at this point um and then went to another studio and recorded vocals separately with a different producer. Um, this is the most that I'd ever rehearsed for a record. Like, 
going into junior land, I was like, yeah, I can play drums. How hard can it be? <laughs> yeah. Whereas <laughs> like, punk yeah. Whereas this, it was like genuinely there was like a lot of. I spent a lot of time going over like one fill over and over and over again on my own. And yeah. Being, like, well, it's once things are recorded, you notice you're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Well, yeah. And and like and Tim was like, he's great, and I love working with him. I really, really do. And he's he because he's really good at being like. Oh my gosh, mate, that take was so good. Do it again. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be like, great. I one think I time. nailed that. And he's like, How'd you feel, bro? And I'm like, Yeah, I think I nailed it, man. And he's like, Yeah, let's do one more take. <laughs> and I just remember, like, oh man, because again, it was like we had three days, I think, in the ranch, and that's like doing 12 songs, I think, or 13, yeah, 12 songs of drums that's in intense. that time is like, Do it again, do it again. Yeah do it again and just like constantly do you get like, sick of it do you, do, you, do you almost like sort of end up just being like man just give me a fucking break like do, 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 not do, even... do you have any like fatigue where they just wouldn't get any better to a point you're like fucking up and like no I need a, I need a break yeah some sometimes yeah it was honestly it was more that I was just getting like blisters on my hands and it was to the point where it was like just hurting mm. to actually play I was, go- like, I, I was gonna ask have you seen the film Whiplash no, I still don't. Ah. Dude! Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kid who just wants to be in the, in the best sort of jazz band in, New, in, in, in the country. And he's sort of there like... <laughs> Juno's dad is all pissed off. Yeah, yeah J- J.K. Simmons, who won an Oscar for his performance. It's, it's, it's amazing. That's it. Fucking That's, watch it. He's like, um, you play drums pretty good, but bring me pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> just, just as an, ob- like, an observation from, 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 my, from my side, on your, on your album as well, I can, I can hear the work that's even gone into the progression in songwriting. It's, oh my it's, gosh, it's, dude. dude, it's, 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 a, it's another level up. And I was, I was, um, I gave it a listen because I, I always like listening to the stuff. It's like, oh, well, you know, let's have a listen to the album. Um, and it got, yeah, it's a, it's a proper rock album. Yeah. I would say, I would say, I'd say it's probably maybe a step up from, from pop punk. Not, not yeah, I wouldn't say it now, even but, is pop punk anymore. It's just like good alternative. Yeah. Like yeah, that's music, kind of what we're going for, yeah. I think, and you know, it has those hints of pop punk in there, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. But but I and I think our, our mission throughout all of it was kind of like, how can we almost kind of set the bar for what you know? <laughs> Sorry, Carol. What we, was it? <laughs> we uh we uh set the bar. Sorry, what are you saying for yourself? Yeah, well, not for the <laughs> for the right? genre. Pop punk. We just you know, <laughs> just just blow all these piss ants away with a fucking no, but like, cretinous finger peddling. Carry on. No, like Sorry. how how can we like make it so that we'll look back on this in five years time? Because yeah. you know it's like it's our first album and we make we, something we, we want to listen. Of, yeah, yeah, how can we listen back and go? Cool. And and then when we sit down to write album number two, how can mm. we have, you know, given ourselves high standards? Like, there's a band I love called Architects, who I remember they like... Oh, yeah, man. Um, I remember they had an album a few albums ago. And basically, they were like, we wrote the album so that it was too hard to play, so that we had <laughs> to get better at our instruments to be able to yeah. play this album and then tour it and play it live. And I was like... Yeah, I want that. Do you know what I mean? I want yeah. I want something that's too hard to play. And it kind that of was. was. Like, the, the experience of recording that album, though, like, it does sound as stressful as it is exciting. Um, but you got it out. Because I, I, Ali and I came to the, the album launch, which was oh, in, yeah, which did, in yeah. the club. I, was, I, was, I stuck a camera in your face. Yeah. Um, how does that feel to have it out? Like, Honestly, like that album launch show is like legit one of my all-time favorite moments of my entire life. That was so good. Packed, wasn't it? Absolutely it was nice. packed. Yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. Um, heaving. 
which doesn't usually happen at a junior show. <laughs> no, is um, it, was it kind of annoying that, that was the first show of a tour? Yeah, it would have been. It would have been so much better. Well, I you want know. that to be the last show, but like, yeah, kind yeah, of homecoming. Yeah. This has been awesome. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's sick though. Cardiff always turns up and like sets the bar, and that's really cool. Um, and then every, every every time we do stuff in Cardiff as well, it's really sick. Like we did a uh, like a an acoustic in store in HMV recently. Um, and there was legit like a queue of people actually wanting to come and talk to us, which was really like, <laughs> that's sick. Oh, it was really cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Like, cause usually like when I'm touring with Ali, everyone just wants to talk to him. And then I'm like oh. kind of lingering around by the merch <laughs> table. Like I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> we played in Cognac recently and it was a really weird situation where <clears throat> it was an early show and people brought their kids and there was only like, 50 or 60 people there. It was a very, very strange event. And basically everyone could have dinner with the band and everyone afterwards. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, Wait, I what? I about this. Um, basically, you got a ticket to the show and dinner at this kind of barn place. And there were these like two girls who were massive, massive fans who had travelled to the show. And kind of Sai, I think Sai was the first to get talking to them for ages, like really talking about what they do at uni and... Um, and kind of just talking about band. And we, we, all, we all kind of got talking together. And they're like, oh, can we have a picture? Um, like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And I hadn't really spoken that much to them. It was mainly kind of the rest of the band and crew. Yeah. And took a photo. And when it went up, when it went up online, everyone else had been cropped out, and it was just me and this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny though as well because actually, like on the on the sign-in stuff as well, like particularly on yeah on that first Novo tour, I remember like because you know I'm nothing to do with Novo or Moore's music really. I'm just the, I, the, just the live side. You interpret it the live side on the yeah, stage. You know, it's a big part. What you know, the way it should sound. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I remember at first being like, oh, no, I'm not going to sign your record because that's, you know, that's nothing to do with me, so no, no, no. And then, that like, changed pretty quickly. Yeah, by, by, by the end of that tour, I was like, always oh, nice to be a fan. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I couldn't possibly, like, pull a Sharpie out of your sleeve. Like, <laughs> um, oh, man, we ask yeah. it, It's a weird thing, like, signing um, and meeting fans afterwards. You don't want to assume that they want things signed, so you're, like, wandering out around with a pen, like, some kind of big deal. Yeah. So so, so this, like, is, this is the cool thing. So we mentioned about Mark being a wrestler, right? Yeah. So wrestling fans are like a whole different kettle of fish. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's this proper... A lot of the time they'll really buy into everything around it. And the whole the idea of like getting a signed photo of the wrestler, like going and buying just a six by four of the wrestler that you've just watched in a match, buying mm. that from the merch table for a, a tenner or whatever, isn't out of the ordinary. It's like a totally normal thing. <laughs> if Sorry. you were like a local band, like, you, you know what I mean? Like if, if, <laughs> if Junior would have suddenly rock like... up with like signed pictures of us on the merch table for a tenner, <laughs> so and we would rock up on like, all these tours of the bands and stuff, people would be like, what, what? are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's like a sort of like high school photo where you're yeah. like at an angle. Yeah. Oh, please yeah. do that. But then the more I think of it, the more I'm like, we should totally do yeah, that. Yeah, do it. And it should <laughs> be separate be pictures of you. They can buy each member. No, because everyone would buy marks and no one yeah. would buy yeah. marks. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, no, you'd be left <laughs> like... That would the drummer. No, imagine, imagine seeing the, the stack hurts. of like, oh, mate, we're running out of marks. And you look over, you look over and there's like sires. Like, still- <laughs> you just get Sharpies out and start drawing it. Yeah, they're putting stick mark heads on sides. 
<laughs> um, I'd buy that. I'd buy yeah. the. I'd buy a little signed picture of your face. But this is this is the thing, and, and it's like it's totally normal in the rest of the world, and it, and it's actually it's it's maybe more of a thing to like. To meet the rest, because but, in I, general, but, I, I, but, I, but I, wrestling is 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 like a sort of sports soap opera, and and and, yeah. and it's, it's as much about sort of the spectacle of 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 the, the, the physical ability as much as it is about the sort of the funny, uh, light hearted entertainment side of it. So they could have they 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 they, they, they tread the line between actors and, and athletes, which is really interesting. So I get that sort of idea. You know, you see Comic Cons, you see people come along and sort of like say, like, "Oh, I was, I was the 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 blob thing in that episode of Doctor Who that one time." You're like, "Oh, cool, oh, yeah, I'll get a picture, <laughs> of, yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool." Whereas, whereas I think musicians is they're, a different they're not sold as as a character as much as a wrestler. Are, so yeah, you, you wouldn't but, have um, that. but yeah, but so but what, what's what's kind of cool is is that you're able to like discover stuff about musicians or. or filmmakers or artists and stuff that you're able to discover the people behind the art as well. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's a really cool and exciting time. And, and people buy into this idea of, you know, this is V's. He's this illustrator who also does graphics. The character of him. And also does this. And also do music. Well, yeah, but do you know what I mean? And, and, but so someone might find you because of your... Like, because you're doing Inktober at the moment, someone might like come across you on a hashtag or something, and then kind of look into you and be like, "Oh, sick! He's also a producer, and he's got this record coming mm. out." And um, I think that's really sick, and and I think we're in a really nice time where that's uh, as creatives, you've got this opportunity to kind of brand yourself, yeah, brand, yeah. And, and interact with. I'm gonna say fans because like that's obviously the easiest term, but yeah. like you know your audience, and it's it's so much easier to kind of meet people now and and i think that's a really i nice... have no fucking idea what to put as uh, to brand myself i just have well you well you for, for ages you had your uh, anonymity thing and, and and i think only recently it's it's, it's, it's i think you've been questioning to, it's hard to maintain when you want to do a lot of the things that i'm doing if you're yeah. doing like podcasts well, this, well, this, you want to do podcasts and you want to make music where you have to interact with like loads of different people you have to be some sort of yeah, it's like yeah. if I want to like put out like music videos or like want to play some stuff, I can't just be like. Well, like well it's, it's 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 interesting. Like for um, my perspective, uh, from from like say from what I do, like like film director, your work's good, but people buy into you as a person. People have to trust you that that you'll that you'll you know in the story that you're telling as much as your work is good people want to know who's behind it people do want to know yeah who the, yeah. Who the person is that this kind of made it that's, that's why like i've realized this recently and like a lot of my next album campaign is going to be based on that and like josh and i are working together to kind of turn that into a more thing and show me as an artist more than i have before mm. and which i think i think it's gonna be an interesting yeah because it, it's, it's a good point for you i think you you've um you put in a lot of legwork to 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 um to to maintain and, and develop that brand and that voice of Novo More. Yeah. So you have had this sort of almost like sort of mysterious sort of uh, like I don't know. Um, I don't know. The, 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 there's it's, it's a branded package. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, be, like you are. I, I get what you're saying. You are sort of removed from the process. I've a kind of wanted bit. to be to an extent. Why I've like. If once you remove like ego from music and like, music videos and stuff, it just broadens your horizons for other things to mm. kind of flourish, yeah. I guess. And I, I've never really wanted to be much of a face to anything. Yeah. Um, but but maybe. you kind of you you've kind of become it, like like it or not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this is because this is the other thing that I found really interesting touring with you actually is that. <laughs> 
I suppose you've been in a couple of the music videos, right? Yeah, like early early days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but other than that, like, there's not. I don't like on like tour posters and things. It has had your face, right? But like, there's not been loads of you like showing your face. Oh, yeah. here I am. You know what I mean? And you don't, you of, don't lend your face to things. You're not. You're not doing like a. Not necessarily. Uh, unless I just don't think I have loads of good pictures that I want to use. And oh, honestly, like how it is. listeners of the podcast won't know this. Well, you might know this, but like Ali is a good looking boy, you know. He's oh, like, what does he go? We're all good he's, he's taking, <laughs> We're all sexy in this room. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's a very photogenic boy, is, is more the point, actually. I can like, be, yeah. I think yeah. I'm not. As he's good got as the smizing, or not even smizing, he's got like the kind of the, the blue steel, like the. Boy, I, the, I think, it, I think I you've got the. I, I, I've told you this before. I, you, you have the look. You, if, if you're looking for the sort of, the sort of you know, like folky alternative sort of artist i think you got it you got you 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 wear sort of what i just kind of expect you to wear and, and just, it's not like you're sort of going out well a, and so this is a, a really zebra interesting print, point sort of yeah like <laughs> like you kind of have an idea when you listen to someone's music unless you're actually looking at a photo of them as you're doing it like i, I have done it even when we've talked with bands and i've kind of been mm. like oh, okay which one of these guys is the drummer based on just how he looks. Yeah, Versus, I was, I was, I was know, clearly like, the one eating his own shoe. <laughs> I wonder whether there's like a larger conversation to be had around like, you know, mental health in music. Um, and, you know... Well, like worrying, worrying you can't be yourself and yeah and you know do you feel feeling really out of your own head while you're doing this thing which is your career yeah do you feel yeah. like you have to be a different version of you while you're touring with Novo or do you feel well, I like- feel like obviously there's things that I can't do and say and you know broadcast there's like I don't show my full personality through like Novamore's Instagram and stuff like that, which would be funny if I could, but yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just so off brand. Don't, don't post this podcast on there. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, which makes sense. Um, so yeah, you, you just need to be mindful. I mean, I'm, I'm not like mm. changing myself to be this person. Luckily it is just kind of who I am or what I want mm. to be. I feel like Novamore is not a, a, an, a, a mutation of your personality. It's more yeah. like Extension. a cross section of yeah. your personality. I th- yeah, I think Novo has yeah, been a really polaroid of, of like yeah. a part of you. That's mm. a nice way of thinking. Yeah. Um, but the, the whole mental health thing is really interesting. I thought we had a really good point on it last time on the show when we were saying that like the mental health in music, people want to have that big discussion about like you know the depression and anxiety and all that shit. But you know, I, I really do believe that the people that are more likely to deal with those issues are the people that are going to be more likely to be able to use music as a conduit to make statements they've got something to say they've got a dark maybe a dark element of their personality that translates well in, into a musical format so it's you know, not like the you get industry... Ned Flanders well, I, don't want, I don't want to make him shit what <laughs> Ned, Ned, Ned Flanders I don't want to make him fucking beats rhythms and rhymes right you know I, I want fucking you know uh, but that's, but that's, 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 that's just what resonates with you. There is actually mm. a metal band called Oakley Doakley where yeah, they all dress like Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah, so if you, you know, if you yeah. do want Ned Flanders and a bit of <laughs> emoting as well, that's yeah. I guess the thing you're saying is it's not the music industry which is causing mental health issues. It's more like the people who tend oh, to do these creative yeah. ambitions end up. They're the people who are more likely to have yeah. this issue the, within the, them in the, the first place. The people that make interesting musical content 
are more likely to have a slightly skewed perspective on on the world and maybe you know mm. i'm fucking stressed and depressed and anxious and i love using music as a means to to funnel that into something to do and yeah. say but that's not to you know uh, denigrate the importance of that discussion yeah. but, and yeah. how important mental health is in general mm. well and i think i think it, it's maybe a little bit of six of one half a dozen of the other insofar as i, I definitely agree with you i think music and, and actually i'd argue particularly kind of the alternative scene as well is very much gonna be uh you know an attractive yeah. thing to people who are struggling with their mental as, health as an and looking for it usually, yeah, usually a, i guess depression in, in that kind of area so well so yeah so and i think it's it's interesting when i say like you know alternative music is perhaps attractive in that sense to people who are maybe struggling with that stuff. I think it's twofold. I think it's one people creating music and, and using that as an outlet and as, as an expression. But I also think it's as people who consume the music as well and who kind of find a sense of community and belonging where perhaps they wouldn't otherwise. And, you know, maybe that they're kind of socially isolated and that's perhaps... Yeah. Also, the, the stigma behind the discussion, if like you are feeling very, very depressed, it's a hard thing to be able to have a conversation with someone about that. So if I'm going to put on some Dallas Green and really fucking get in that. Yeah, well, no, then, legit. Uh, and you can feel a bit more like, you know, you can have that relationship with that song that you might not be able to have that conversation with your, your friend about how fucking you can't even communicate how fucked up you yeah, feel. Massive. Yeah, massive. And I, I used to do that, you know, when I was younger, I would there would be times where, you know, someone would be like, how are you feeling? And I wouldn't be able to articulate it. Or, mm. And I would literally, I'd just go like, or you this song. And I'd, I'd, I'd kind of say, listen to this. This is how I'm this feeling right now. Up. And that's, that's such a powerful thing, I think, that the idea that someone else is going through a situation that you can relate to and they've put it on a record and you're able to kind of... Um, yeah, pick that up mm. and use that as a, a form of expression yourself. So I think in that sense, yeah, mm. it, it's very much like a... A th- uh, maybe a beacon almost for people who are struggling but then i think the flip side as well is that with the music industry when you start talking about it as an industry then you start adding in this extra pressure of like this is me creating my art as just an expression of myself yeah but can we sell it is it good enough yeah can we and give then, you deadlines can we get that record out yeah and, and you yeah. know and, and again like we're in a position where we don't actually have um a record label and that's you know it would be nice to have loads of money and like yeah. to be, you know, have an advance or whatever to, to do stuff with. But at the same time, it means that we can do things on our terms. And yeah. it means that we're not necessarily conforming to this idea. Like I'm not, I don't think it would happen with Novo, for example, but if, if someone were to turn around and go, all right, Ali, you need to suddenly become some really, you know, Cardi B style personality. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. please, please do what, that, by the way. That's the only way that your career as a musician is going to continue <laughs> is if you start going, oh, on uh, every, <laughs> every interview you do now. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, the, uh, I feel like that does happen within the music industry. Mm. There's, and there's the kind of like, okay, we need you to be this certain person, whether or not that is authentic. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that some people like i feel if someone came to you ali and said you need to become cardi b you'd probably be like no thanks i'm right um (laughs) but there's definitely some people who kind of go well yeah i I want everything that comes along with having this record i I want the everything that comes along with being a known personality and therefore i'm gonna sacrifice yeah certain elements of of my identity even you know and i think that leads to a huge like number of issues and you know the kind of financial side of things as well of like you know we're all freelance 
uh, you know, have been freelancers and creative types in an entrepreneurial yeah, in, yeah. In an industry where it's essentially like it's tough. You do, gotta oh, yeah. grind, do, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you think there's a danger in, like you said, monetizing uh, someone's outlet for for uh, you know mental health? So, so let's say somebody uses music to uh, as, as a way to channel and, and cope with their mental health. Suddenly, in a position where it's like cool. Uh, keep re- re- recreating that because uh, we need to sell records and stuff. Do you think there's a danger in getting people, pressuring people, putting them on in, into a position where they they have to almost, I don't know, keep in touch with with that side? It's like you don't, you know, is it opening wounds? Is it is it like how how do you feel that could like affect someone? No, I think it's very, very weird. Mm. I mean, you know, you can't like swim in the same river twice. And mm. you, you know, I'm not the same person I was eight years ago. Mm. And yeah. you can't make the same music that you had yeah, made back then. Because I guess like you were saying, your, your, a lot of your music's come from um, personal experiences and, 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 and life events. But then as, as you're going along, I, and, and I think uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to actually see you sticking to it which which is like you know that your songs have done well the ones that do resonate saying like cool okay maybe I'm, i've been in a hard place um and this is how i feel now you're in a better place i you're, think the music has to follow that i don't think it's yeah. good to just keep trying to make like i don't know sad music because but you could make money off that you, 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 you could you could you could easily write another album of oh, i'm sad i don't know you know we'll get we'll get through so cool um, i don't think that's like good art though i don't know i don't, but I don't, I don't but think that's, that's that interesting i mean the songs that i have they're not going anywhere that's the thing mm, yeah. like a good yeah, new art true. doesn't replace old art so yeah. we, we, need, we need to talk about heads above the waves um so i really enjoy about heads above the waves that uh it sort of does have creativity at its center as like a you know channeling certain aspects that you might be struggling with and trying to find a means to cope with that i i don't want to go on about it do you want like yeah yeah what, so, what's, so, what's a good introduction like a little blurb that you, you you would offer as like what what who you are and what you do with the charity okay so heads above the waves is basically a not-for-profit organization the idea of being trying to introduce people to positive coping mechanisms basically um specifically it stemmed from like me struggling with self-harm when I was a teenager and finding drums and using drums as an alternative coping mechanism. Um, originally I was like, let's make everyone play the drums. That's sick. Let's do that. You know, um, but a drum kid in everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but then kind Someone of started... picks up a guitar and you're like, put that down. No, 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 no. Put, that, yeah, yeah. put that down. That's not a drum kit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This idea that like, that was a thing that really helped me uh, deal with, you know, it turned out that what I was actually kind of dealing with was I was a bit of a loner and I was bullied and I had a lot of anger and frustration. And this idea that I, I always felt like I was, um, and I'm still doing it now even, where I, I worry that I'm not getting my point across and that I worry that people... What are you talking about, Simon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's> just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so originally I was like, everyone should play the drums, this is sick. But kind of got chatting to... Um, so uh, Hannah, who I currently run Heads with, uh, as well as Griff, who helped us get set up and then actually went on to... Start. My business partner, Griff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of just chatting to these guys and, and chatting to more and more people as well and, and putting this idea out there of like, hey, I you know, I want to 
share this idea and, and we want to we want to try and help people feel better what you know has anyone else had a similar experience and the number of people who got in touch with me from school who i was like oh you always had it all together though and they were like no no my life was falling apart and i was like what i had no idea and all these people who you know were i don't necessarily like the language that often comes along with mental health stuff mm. as well of like um you know they were fighting their own battle you know i, I don't necessarily <laughs> yeah. want to make it sound like that but they were they were they were kind of dealing with all this stuff and i had no idea yeah you know partly because i was never particularly close i like i say i kind of floated between different yeah. groups yeah. and stuff rather than um getting uh, under the hood the yeah yeah hood. you know i had a lot of and i still to this day i've i've got an awful lot of um people i know but I don't know loads of yeah. people. Mm. Bruh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's hard to truly know someone. Yeah. yeah. And and you need to spend time and a lot of time in that relationship mm. with them. Yeah. From from years of, of sort of seeing seeing heads grow and stuff, is uh, it from from my point of view, is is it is the conversation starter, it is the raising awareness of of that and, and like you said, you there's people that you don't know that were let's say suffering or whatever. It's like for you what what is Heads' sort of position in that like what, where are you putting heads in in order to help those kind of people? Well so the the whack thing was was that yeah, it started off as like this is, you know, a self harm organization. So people who have struggled with self harm because it's something that I've been through and I'm able to authentically talk about. Um and, you know, similarly for for Hannah, like having different experiences with different forms of self-harm. Because, mm. um, yeah, the, the the wild thing is, is that we were putting out all this content being like, here's some stuff that might help you. And and the more people we were talking to, the more different things were helping different people. So I, I think everyone should play drums, but it turns out that's not going to be for everyone. So some people are going to get along much better with going for a run or some people are going to get along much better with um, writing stuff down, you know, having a bath or there's going to be different things that are going to help different people. And we, we figured out quite quickly that there's no one size fits all solution, um, particularly with, you know, overcoming self-harm because self-harm is a coping mechanism. And so it's, it's serving some sort of purpose. We've all got coping mechanisms, whether that is having a glass of wine or whether that is, you know, sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes it is like, oh, when I'm stressed, I go to the gym. Sometimes it is like, oh, when I'm stressed, I come home and I just Bro, I, I order beat, a I beat the fuck out of the gym. Some, yeah. Someone compliments me and say, oh, you look pretty ripped. I'm like, I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, things are going well. And again, so it, it, well, the, so the idea of like, as the, the, more, the, the, the more, more ripped, ripped you are, the, the worse you are. Like, like, looking great, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know it's awful. But the, you, know, the, you know, the point is, is that you you can have a yeah. healthy coping mechanism that can actually kind of become. Yeah, and and, and working out, I because I, I, I try and do it as often as I can. Um, it, it it really does help. There are there are neurological benefits to, oh, to exercise. Heck yeah, mm. exercise, exercise yeah, is like yeah, bonkers good for you. Ridiculous. Um, um, so like through pushing heads into the the sort of social spotlight, you manage to sort of take those blinders off and go, oh, okay, you to, to get around all of these different uh, manifestations of, of depression and coping mechanisms. You you stop trying to get everyone to play drums and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and it's actually, got quite big at this point you seem to have a pretty substantial following of it. you've got, yeah, you've got a pop-up shop in, in cardiff it's, um, yeah it's 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 all got really out of hand to be honest that's yeah, the funniest some wonderful thing things. Like, it's really nice to see um, oh thank you man thank you oh, i've got um, a lot of respect for you. I, I stumbled on like one of our old like uh 
business planning session things the other day of like what we said we wanted to do in seven years time. So Heads has been running for six years now. Oh, wow. And never on that uh, seven year plan was that we were going to do school workshops. <laughs> We've been doing school workshops for four years now, five years now almost. Wow. And um, it's become such a huge part of what we do. Like I was in a school this morning. We were, we were in a school this morning, I should say. Um, Hannah is infinitely better in schools than I am. She's, <laughs> she's so, so awesome in those workshops, man. She's awesome. She smashes it. Um, and I'm just kind of like, yeah. Okay. I, downloaded, I downloaded TikTok. Am I relevant now? <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, so I like mad, mad respect to Hannah for being mm. so like, yeah, smashing it in the workshops or constantly. Um, you said playing drums is your way of coping. I think like making the charity has been your overarching way to cope for yourself now. Yeah, yeah, you, that's like, yeah. You've used like yeah, empired yeah. something, I think. Uh, not that it's like it's massive. <laughs> that's not your goal. You're not trying to make loads of money. Clearly, wrong business. That's my goal. You know, yeah. it's successful in in terms of it's helping people, and I think you'll get a lot from that personally. Oh, dude, do you know what? There's, uh, yeah. I'm a terrible businessman. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily make like really shrewd. It's business not intentionally decisions. a not-for-profit. Just... <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be a for-profit. Someone, someone just turns to your accountant. It's just like, yeah, we should probably change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's like, call it a not-for-profit. Yeah, yeah, that'll make it. Seem <laughs> and then we're on course. At that point, we're good. <laughs> we're meant to be losing money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're trying to do, bro. It's like golf. You're trying to get a low score. But um, yeah. yeah um, I I tend to be I tend to be driven more by kind of like experiences and the idea of having an impact and helping people you know um I don't think there's anything wrong with being driven by money and I think that's that's perfectly valid what that pee <laughs> yeah you know what I mean if you, you know <laughs> if you want to go get it bro but like I definitely feel like I'm drawn I, I am motivated by the idea of doing things and, and we've always said like when we opened the shop, we, so we, we did a pop-up shop and we were like, if one person comes into this shop and leaves feeling slightly better, then that's amazing. And it doesn't really matter if we don't sell any merch. That's a terrible idea to have when you're running a shop. <laughs> sell merch, pay the rent, you know, make the overheads. But at the same time, and we're in this weird thing where like we, we fund our work through like having like merchandise and stuff. So um, I can't remember who, someone mentioned earlier about like conversation starters and it being like the thing. That's half of what we're trying to do as well is to use like merch and make it be shirts that you'd like want to wear as well, rather than it necessarily saying, this is a charity shirt, making it something that you'd want to wear. And then if someone goes, cause I do it all the time. If I see someone in a band shirt, I'll be like, oh sick. I saw Blink-182 at this festival or like, I love that record. Or, you know, I start conversations with people based off of it. And so if we can make that apply to a mental health context of someone being like, oh, that's a cool shirt. And you'd be like, yeah, it's Heads by the Waves. It's a mental health organization that's starting that conversation and that's that's kind of half the battle and like i say it, when we when we sell merch the idea is that we'll give people like literature and information and helpline numbers and and making it feel helping people feel equipped to deal with bad days whether that is with coping techniques or whether that's with places to talk to or just the idea that there's other people out there who've been through the same sort of thing and and have kind of it's come a very up lonely something. thing depression it can it can mm drive a wedge between you and the people you care about and you want to share with it's a very hard thing to cope with so i, I think um, it's very nice to have a community there too i've got everyday positivity on me alexa every morning oh, before, I I well, yeah, yeah. before i listen to the <laughs> economist i have what's her name 
Um, I can't remember her name. She's so fucking happy. I'm like, yeah, so I'm morning, yeah. if I'm in like a really dark place and she comes on, good morning, this is your everyday pot. I'm like, fuck, Alexa, fucking skip. I just can't <laughs> deal with that degree of happiness at this fucking moment. Uh, but it's, no, it's just sometimes, as long as no one's around. Like, yeah. my, my, my rude boy housemate, she's like, right, to cope with today, you're going to need it. And I'm like... Oh, I don't know what that's come on. Uh, Alexa, next. <laughs> Today on The Economist. Oh, it's not much better, is it? I've got the, the Calm app as well. Oh, oh is that good? Yeah. yeah, it's wicked, man. It's really good. And um, we ended up meeting the the guy who founded it at South by Southwest. How calm there. is he? Oh, super chill. He looks a little bit like um, Bob Geldof as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and honestly, I got chatting to them and like they, they kind of got me set up with the, the premium version of it thank you calm huh. and um it's wicked man and they've got like the calm master classes on there so i've been listening yeah. to that there's one specifically about depression and it's this like doctor and i i love when everything's backed up by science you know what i mean and i love it when they're able to be like this is why things are right. um yeah. and he's saying that you know one of the sections on that is about how we are social creatures and we've essentially oh there's Are a great we? book as well it's a great book called um lost connections by johan hari i know it's it's got a bit of um controversy at the moment whether or not it's you know valid and everything scientific but like there's a lot of interesting ideas of that we're we're we've kind of evolved to be social mm. creatures to as in to belong to part of a pack or belong to part of a community whether that's for reasons of protection or whether that's for reasons of like strengthening each other, you know, physically and emotionally. Um, but as part of that, when you get ill, so like I've had colds and stuff before when we've been doing Novo rehearsals and it's like, don't come near me because I still need to be able to sing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And so this idea of actually kind of separating yourself from the pack when you are ill so that yeah. you don't pass on this illness to other people. Mm. Depression is ultimately an illness and it has the same kind of reaction mm. in terms of you then feel like, oh, I need you to withdraw. Feel isolated. And this is a very destructive cycle right there because, yeah. I mean, the more segregated you are, you get that you know initial depression and you start to cut off a little bit and it's just yeah. a, a cyclical yeah, episode that's just, yeah, it's totally just going to build on itself day after day. Yeah, and I think that's fun. well. I think it's an interesting thing for um, for listeners of the podcast. I, you know, in terms of there's an awful lot of creative people who are going to be working on an album in their own house. You know, sat on their own for days on end, or sat editing a film yeah. for days on end, just on your own and kind of with your own thoughts and stuff. Yeah. And in a way, to kind of succeed in a lot of these creative industries you mm. end up working a lot of whack hours and end up working a lot of stuff it's tough on your own and it, yeah it's hard I, man. I tried to meditate earlier this week for the first time ever because yeah. I, I thought maybe i want to learn how to control my own mind a bit more because i was getting a bit freaked out over a few things and i don't know i just feel like i haven't given it much of a chance but i just couldn't get into it because the more i sat there the more i was just thinking yeah. and it's completely yeah. the opposite of what it was meant it's, to be doing and it's, I find it's, it hard. it's 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 a lot like i I'm, I'm still trying to do the same uh, yeah. and i found it's a heck of a lot like let's say like going to the gym like lifting weights you're mm. trying to lift this fucking huge weight and you you haven't built up the the tools that the skill set or, or the muscles to to be able to control that so that side yeah. it comes it comes with practice it comes with re re repetitive sort of um uh, you know like yeah, reinforcement in there exactly yeah. yeah so so but but I do I I I I get frustrated too because because mm -hmm. my mind works is it, I I tried described it recently as like a fucking pinball machine it's yeah, like yeah, ding, yeah, ding, yeah. Ding, 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 yeah. like 
all these thoughts constantly, 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 constantly. and it's one of the hardest things for me to to, to just sit down and and, and be. Um, my mind doesn't work in a way that I can just sort of normally just focus on one thing. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'll try and meditate. And I just get so frustrated because I'm like, why, why can't I? Why can't? Why isn't this fucking doing it? It's like everyone else can do it, and I'm sat here like with my cross legs, and I'm just like, it's like, fuck this, I can't do it. But but it but it takes it takes practice, and it's yeah. and it's it's a it's a it's a tough skill to to do. But I I can I can see the benefits in it. It takes open mindedness as well, because like yeah. you know, and and again, as part of the school workshops, what we do is we introduce four different coping techniques. So we we do an art session, we do a drumming mm. session, we do a meditation session, and we do a writing session. And sometimes people are really receptive to those things. And people are obviously like really receptive to the drum one. Cause it's like, yeah, I get to hit things and make noise. And because the drums are the best, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, but it's also, there's sometimes where you're kind of, you're getting there and you're like, Hey guys, we're going to meditate. And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and when you're hanging out with, when you, when you're doing this with like teenagers and they're just like, nah fam and you're like oh no <laughs> oh no I've but lost like, the room now yeah and, and it can be hard but like but sometimes you know one of the things we try and put across is this idea that you you know you've got to be open to it if you're not open to it then it's yeah. probably not going to work for you and that's okay as well like it's about trying things and but wanting to try things yeah. and wanting to stick at things like you say it takes a while it's it's something like you've got to do something for 28 consecutive days and then it becomes a habit 21 right? days yeah. 21 days oh yeah. sick even okay. a week less but um, <laughs> you know, we, we score easy peasy yeah so yeah. um I, going on that it's 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 um i'm i'm aware that it's something that i don't i don't really open up enough about and i i sort of i think like you said so i, I sort of i go inwards as like it, it's it's a weird thing for me because i've spoken to you about it it's like the idea is like i i am around people and i am around sort of like a yeah. i've got i've got my little sort of like work family um but at the same time i still have those sort of periods where if I do, I am in that little cycle in my head and it, and, it, and it's hard to get out of that loop. And weirdly enough, no, it, it, until I tr- sort of let someone know or explain, they, they might not even have a, have a clue that I'm, that I'm going through something. Um, and with, with what I do with, with filming and stuff, it is, is, um, a lot of pressure, like you know, and and I sort of put that on my own shoulders, and and I and I sort of I, and I, I I don't help myself too much in terms of like the amount that I stress or put myself through. Um, uh, but unless I sort of tell someone, it's just like oh, I'm not having a good time right now. It's it's so it's so hard for people to know. Mm. Even that you, some, you are one up. of those personalities where you quite often like resort to humor and comedy and be like, <laughs> uh, yeah. and you know quite often a lot of the time especially like comedians and things comedians mm. are notoriously depressed people like the funniest fucking people mm. are quite likely compensating for how much yeah. of a shit well so actually so here's here's another interesting point when um I I, my, I love my parents they're amazing and like when I was um in the early days of heads, I, I was kind of like, right, I need, you know, I kept this secret about self-harm for so long. And mm. I was like, I was like, right, I'm going to open up to my parents and kind of be like, listen, mom and dad, you know, starting this organization, you know, we want to be helping people who are self-harming and we want to help people be transparent and honest. So I need to be transparent and honest with you. And I struggled with self-harm when I was a teenager. And I was like, this is my huge like revelation. Like yeah. here we are. And they were like, oh yeah, we knew. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, how come you never 
said anything and they were like well we weren't sure how to help and that's 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 one oh, side of wow. it people yeah. are like we yeah. you know we were aware of it we weren't fair sure how to help honesty yeah and mm. and and but do you know what they said and and like it really struck a chord with me because they were like what we did was we just we just sat with you and we let you talk about whatever you wanted to talk about like, and I was going on, I was like, oh, mum, listen to how sick this blast beat is in this Slipknot song. <laughs> My mum didn't care about how good a drummer Joey Jordison was, but she'd come and sit with me for an hour and listen to me rattling on Aww. about it. And, and like, and suddenly all these things that they'd done over the year, you know, like my Makes dad sense, sitting and playing video games with me, even though he didn't necessarily care about them, was yeah. just like, it suddenly kind of all fell into place that actually it, it wasn't, I didn't necessarily need to have big, intense conversations about mental health. I just needed to have interaction yeah interaction and and, and, and feeling like i mattered <laughs> you know like that's a really important and and i don't think i can ever repay my parents for that and um big up chris and sally just just you know if you surround yourself with people who are going to build yourself up and that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone needs to be super party all the time bro but like if you're just around people who help build you up and sometimes to build you up, that means taking you down a peg because that's that's something mm. that I really struggle with. I hate <laughs> confrontation and I hate calling people out. But like, I think it's really important when people do call you out and say, I don't think you handled that in the right way. Here's mm. how I think you could handle it better in the future. Mm. Um, I think that's a really important part of like growth and development. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that applies to both creative contexts that might be like oh, i'm not really sure this song works like, i know mm. you mentioned before haven't you about like co-writing being a really useful process to have someone else to kind of throw ideas around with yeah and... exactly you just you're not in your own head completely yeah someone else to kind of verify mm. that your idea is good or bad kind of thing yeah and, and i think that ultimately that leads to better results whether you're talking about a creative outcome or whether you're talking about like personal growth so yeah i think having those connections with people even if they seem kind of surface level like you say we're just on facetime just both cooking at the same time or whatever i think that's super duper important mm. especially if you are living on your own and or working on your own which is often the case well yeah actually yeah looking around the room that's like yeah a lot of us, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, in different forms. So yeah. I sleep on the top floor, I work on the bottom floor, and in between I have cats. Yeah, well, and, and so this is where I, like, you know, we've got the... And they vomit all over the fucking floor. <laughs> fucking old... Sorry. It's just like your, uh, your booby traps of uh, pencil shredding. Yeah. <laughs> in, in between, yeah. <laughs> I, I, find, I find this really interesting. It kind of leads me into one of the things we've we've just started, which is this new series of, of films that we're sort of um, uh, kind of like starting to produce, which is and it revolves around the idea of, of trying to spread uh, and 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 show people, you know, the, the different ways in which which people sort of deal with it and 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 help their their mental well being. Um, of course, the series is, is called One Thing. And it's it's I, I like it's such a cool little concept, which is just spreading the idea, like you said. The, the, the it's not like a cookie cutter sort of thing. It's like not one shape fits all. So, so we're now trying to make attempting to sort of show people the many ways, and just but by 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 showing oh here's one thing that works for me. Yeah. But from people of all walks of life, and we, we want to sort of like talk to and, and show many people of all different sort of like like circles and ilks and and and, and, and practices. Cool. What helps you? 
and 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 it's um yeah it's it's really exciting because we just did we just did your your first one didn't we with the with the drumming yeah and it's had a really nice reaction as well there's, and there's been some cool people get in touch which actually I need to talk to you about afterwards as well <laughs> to figure out how we're actually going to get on with this but um yeah I, I I've always loved the idea that actually there's not going to be one that like things that are going to help people are going to be as unique as the people who are doing them you know mm. and I like the idea that what works for me isn't going to work for you because that means that we're both going on different paths but that doesn't that's mean that's okay isn't it yeah yeah that doesn't mean that what works for you that doesn't work for me right now is never going to work for me because mm. the other the other thing you know this idea that self-harm is a coping mechanism it's serving some sort of purpose in your life you know if you can find out what purpose that is serving you can replace it with something more positive a healthier coping yeah. mechanism and or work through it to the point where you don't need a coping mechanism necessarily yeah. So yeah, I, I like the idea of having like this series of videos. Um, we've we've got a few ideas up on the Heads About the Waves website as well, which is hatw.co.uk. Plug plug plug, and um, <laughs> that there's a whole database of things to try that might work for you, might not work for you, and might not work for you right now, but might work for you yeah. in the future. And I think having having this knowledge that there are things out there that have helped other people and can help you yeah. is a really powerful tool to have in your back pocket just to be yeah. aware of. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for these films. I'm stoked to find, well, find out new things that help people as well. You know, Well, this, this is the thing I was, I was going to say, it's like good for like kind of anyone listening, I think, because we, we are on the lookout for people to, to, to get on board and, and we want to tell stories and, and, and spread that message. So if there is anyone that has, um, uh, you know, we, we just t tell us ways in, in which you cope and, and we can get in contact with you via like sort of Instagram, Twitter, what, what, what's that, what, what are the handles? Uh, so it's at Heads Above the Waves on Instagram. So it's Heads Above the Waves um, on Instagram, it's H A T W underscore UK on Twitter, uh, heads with the waves on Facebook, or yeah, if you just email talk at H A T W dot co dot UK as well, mm. you can get us on email. Um, and I, I guess the other thing as well is don't be afraid of the idea of your thing not being cool enough. Even if it's from just like, cool, like, uh, uh, you know, I like to change my environment or like, oh, cool. Yeah. I like to, I like to sort of, um, talk to someone it's like yeah that's fine yeah. I, I think that's that's the important thing it's like it doesn't have to be a majorly sort of big uh activity or anything but it's just that and that, that's the important thing is, is just like it can be the smallest thing yeah. that helps it, you know it doesn't, yeah, ha yeah. doesn't have to be sort of like, like a cat like a cat it's like a cool. pretty small like a really small cat till it throws up everywhere oh. but yeah but, but 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 point being is that i i think that's such i think what heads does is is such an important thing especially um with like we said with within within like you know the creative for us like the, the, there's, there's so many creatives that, that that do go um w without sort of talking to people that, that do feel like they have to take it upon their own shoulders so for me it is it is so important what heads is doing which is trying to let people know it's, it's it's okay to talk and it's okay to reach out to people um yeah. but i i love it i think it's, it's such a beautiful thing One fun tour story. One fun tour story is when we were in Denver with Nova Moore and um, we were touring with an artist called Gia Margaret. Um, we'd, uh, it was an off day, wasn't it? It was day yeah. off. So we'd parked up the bus and outside the venue and we were just hanging out in this like 
Oh, it was a wicked place, wasn't it? Bowling was like, alley right next to the venue. Yeah, oh, bowling wow. alley, barbecue. There's yeah, no yeah, one yeah. else there apart from us. Yeah, it was great. It was a lovely time. Um, Gia's like, I'm going to go back to the bus, go to bed. She sends this text being like, guys, don't come back to the bus. There's like this crazy guy outside. So of course, me, Ali and uh, Isaac are, let's go to the bus. Sound guy, we're like, let's go to the bus. <laughs> 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 and, um, we get there and like, we're kind of like, we're kind of walking around. Um, this other dude is like walking down the street and um, we, we just see this like crackhead riding a moped into the wall. Just yeah, like, just repeatedly <laughs> ramming this moped into a wall, isn't he? And um, he's like, oh, this dude's just wasted. It's like, you know, whatever. And the guy's like, he starts trying to get the moped back out onto the road and stuff. And this American dude who's walking down the street, he was like, oh, hey man, you don't want to go that way. Like there's like loads of cops down there. And this guy was like, what? What did you say? And and I was like, oh, you just, you don't want to go that way, man. There's like, there's cops and stuff there. You're probably going to get in a spot above her. And he just goes like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this like alleyway in Denver with this mad ass cracker who's literally just been ramming this moped repeatedly into a wall. And um, yeah, I don't know why, but like I started just walking towards him. Yeah, Isaac what? and I were like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Was like, back and like I, think, I think in my head I was being like, Kind of like, hey man, it's all good, you know, no worries. You. We're like, we're all in this together, but like, but in the cracker's head, you were like coming at him, <laughs> and he was coming at you, coming for him, like, oh. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I nearly got shot. Uh, he was like starting to like square up, and it was what? like, it was like, oh, what's gonna happen here? It's like, we're in America, you do you have a gun? So? What's happening? Oh. Yeah, so that was a bit. Was a bit scary. <laughs> well done. It's a fun story, though. I think eventually went up the street and got caught by the police. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He was like, "Yeah, I was like, okay, man, you go that way, bro. You do it." And then, yeah, literally, like ten seconds later, like, "Woo!" <laughs> but like, apparently, he he was like, Gia said that he had been punching the bus or something, and she was freaking out because she forgot to lock the door, oh, and God. she was like, "Oh, guys, don't come back." And we were like, "Okay." And she was watching it all unfold from out the bus window, and she, <laughs> she was like panicked. She was like, "She was like, Sai's gonna die." Like, oh no! <laughs> right, I just walk into it. Oh fuck, <laughs> man. Um, the other mad tour story I have is um, we played in Leicester. Uh, now, a couple of years ago, Mental. Leicester like won the World Cup or something, did they? Wow, is that your knowledge of football? <laughs> Holy what happened? shit. Leicester won the World Cup. It's one of the most um, important uh, sport stories ever. Little little Leicester Don't City care. winning the Premier League. It's, 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 it's the, carry on. So, yeah, so something happened and everyone was going... <laughs> something happened. Something happened. Anyway, they won the Ryder Cup and um, they're all going <laughs> crazy. <laughs> ben is in fucking pain over there. And it. we're playing this show. We, we'd stayed with one of Mark's wrestling buddies who had, like, one of those studio apartments. So it's kind of like everything is in the one room and we're all, like... I think it was like five of us in this feet room. in each other's yeah, places. Yeah, like literally, we're like toe to toe in his like kitchen. <laughs> like, <Yeah. sleeping laughs> like, yeah, yeah, um, and we get there, we we do the show, and they're speaking to the promoter, and they're like, "Oh, um, where are you guys staying tonight?" We're like, "Oh, we're with a mate. We're all kind of cramped in this guy's studio apartment. Yeah, we're down here." And um, the promoter was like, "Oh, why don't you come back to ours? We have got this like with studio, and like you know, there's this like big mezzanine floor. There's like hammocks and sofas and beds and stuff. It's really cool." And we were like, "Um, yeah, right, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Let's you know, we went and got our stuff from our mates and um, went to this this kind of studio in the center of town right after the show. You get there and kind of looking around, and they've got yeah these like rehearsal rooms, like 
studio space, uh, this massive kind of like boardroom area with this big table and then this big like mezzanine floor. But the mezzanine floor was like, you know, when you tell your mom, I'm going on tour in a band and like she worries of what you're going to be going and doing. This was this was everything that your mum worries about. Um, and like, honestly, we're going around and we're looking and we get to this one studio and there's this like this guy and this girl come like really awkwardly out, like pulling their clothes off. And stuff. Like they've obviously just been shagging in this studio, which was like, right, okay. Go into this other room, and this is so. This is what year did Leicester win the? Uh, 2016, I think. 2016. So this guy, we go in this other room, and this guy's like, "Hey, man, yeah, I'm just working on the music for Frozen 2. and I was like, "Are you?" <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. Was like, you really? like, do they know? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, Bruh. Um, and of course, Frozen 2 is now a film. So mm. if it does turn out that it was all from the studio in Leicester, I take this all back. But I was like, what? So uh, we, we, yeah, we go there and like, we, we kind of like, we have a couple of drinks with them in their little boardroom area. And they're like, oh, you, you know, let's go to this club. We go to one club. They end up going to a different club. We end up coming back. They're, they're back in their place. So this is like 1 or 2 a.m. They all just stay up pounding drugs on this like big uh like boardroom table we all go to bed amazing drug table a boardroom table <laughs> a boardroom table to take drugs on we we're all like we're all really boring in junior man we, we we're not big party animals particularly and we like we were like oh we just want to go to bed you know we've been to this weird nightclub that just had loads and loads of like fog machine smoke in it and they were playing evanescence and it was really wild and um, we just wanted to go to bed and it's on this mezzanine thing though so like we're there trying to go to sleep that couple who were shagging in the recording studio earlier are now trying to do it on a sofa bed like <laughs> three feet away from us <laughs> just, just, just all, like, stop downstairs, just stop just... you're hitting my elbow <laughs> yeah the rest of the guys you know the guy doing the score for Frozen 2 is downstairs just smashing drugs like literally there you can hear go. it because there's no there doors there's no doors or anything and we're just like oh my gosh and it gets to like 5 or 6am <laughs> and like they finally decide to go to bed and like we're all just led wide awake and like <laughs> Kyle our tour manager was Jeez. just like boy should we go back to Ethan's and we were like yeah <laughs> so we, we all just snuck out and I feel kind of bad but at the same time it was really messed up so we all just snuck out and went straight back to this dude's like uni halls and just kind of stayed in there for the oh, night and honestly I've, I've never been so grateful to sleep on a hardwood floor <laughs> as I was like getting into his place at like 8am and just being like oh Let's 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 uh, let's, let's wrap it up there then. Um, sorry, dude. Thanks so much for coming in. Um, beautiful, beautiful man with yes. be- beautiful dreams and ambitions. Oh, um, I can't wait. I like literally. I, I'm I'm so excited to see sort of like like where you go, like junior and obviously heads and stuff like that. But thank um, you, man. No, seriously. Thanks so much for coming in. So, with in regards to heads above the waves, what's um, what do you say the best way to for people to get in contact and, and find heads is? Uh, the best thing to do, I would say, is go to the website, which is hatw.co.uk um, for Heads Above the Waves. Uh, hatw.co.uk. Um, yeah, it's Heads Above the Waves on Instagram, uh, Heads Above the Waves on Facebook, hatw underscore UK on Twitter, because some swine had hatw. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, yeah, just check that out and and see if there's something that's good for you, or whether it's something that might be good for a friend, or just something that's worth 
knowing about, you know, yeah. having some resources there. Um, if you want to check out Junior as well, it's at Music of Junior on all the socials and it's musicofjunior.com as well for the website. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, this has been Lonely Arts Club. Uh, you've been listening to Josh. Ali. Please. And Simon. Beautiful man. Beautiful dreams. <laughs> I thought I was a beautiful one. Oh, for, for, we're all beautiful. All right, so we're no, all equally yeah. beautiful. We're all we're solid all beautiful eights. Inside. We're all solid eights on the inside. I'm going to sign out there. So, <laughs> 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 <laughs>